Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. Did I do this? I tried to cure Claire. Did I, did I somehow make her worse? If I did, I swear to God. No. This is not your fault. But what if it is? What if I woke something up inside her, something more dangerous than what was already there? This is Doug with the episode credits for Season 5, Episode 5, Kangu Sushi. Guest cast Chrissy Whitehead and Mark Shepard return as Claire Donovan and Benedict Valda, respectively. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson. Written by Benjamin Robb and Derek A. Hughes. Story editor John Paul Nickel. Directed by Michael McMurray. Original air date, May 12th, 2014. Well, she couldn't have woken up by herself, not with Sachs' record player keeping her in a coma, which, by the way, is also gone. And now, the episode quick cap. Claire is missing. Benedict Valda, from the alternate timeline, has taken her and is controlling her with Chester Moore Hall's lens. The team determines that Valda is attempting to move Warehouse 13 to China and create Warehouse 14 as the version of the warehouse that lived in the alternate universe under Paracelsus' control. Valda needs Claire, a blood relative of the future caretaker, Claudia, to become the new caretaker of Warehouse 14. With Claire under his control, he will be the one pulling the strings and making the decisions. Pete, Mike, and Claudia first head to Boston, then back to the warehouse to use the portal to China to stop Valda, while Steve and Artie work together to try to stop the already moving warehouse from completing the move. Claudia is able to reach the real Claire by singing the garbage song they sang together before Claire had to be put back into her coma. Using the lens attached to Claire, they are able to reverse the music box energy back to Valda and bag the fork that is keeping him in this universe. Valda disappears from existence, taking the music box energy with him. The move is stopped and reversed, but the compass remains active, and as Mrs. Frederick fears, a process that can't be stopped has begun. Nice security in this place. Well, you might have noticed that when you broke in. Obviously, somebody hacked into their video surveillance system probably the same way that you did when you broke in. Well, then somebody should run a diagnostic of their entire security system, shouldn't they? Artifacts of the Week. Hiram Abiff's tools. Used together can transfer the warehouse and all its artifacts from one location to another. The setting mall of Hiram Abiff. He was an architect who, according to the Freemasons, built Solomon's first temple. And his hammer is integral to the relocation of the warehouse from one host country to the next. The setting mall is only one of three artifacts that precipitate the moving of the warehouse. The others are the Mason Square and the compass. Now, the placement of the square tells the compass where to transport the artifacts. Once the setting mall has been reassembled, it activates a compass. Then the compass sweeps the warehouse, it converts all the artifacts to energy, directs all that energy to the new warehouse, and that's what completes the transfer. Chester Moore Hall's Achromatic Lens. These mind-controlling lenses were made by the British inventor Chester Moore Hall. When placed on a person, it locks into place. The user will have full control over the wearer's actions and its implied thoughts. The user can also inflict great pain on the wearer, but the wearer can break free of the user's control if their will is strong enough. Chuck Jagger's favorite LP. He's the guy who broke the sound barrier. If anyone gets too close to the record while it's playing, it generates a powerful sonic boom. Links to full descriptions from Warehouse Wiki can be found on our website, 13thwarehouse.com. Welcome to Kangushis. Warehouse 14. My warehouse. Hi, we're back with Season 5, Episode 5, 
Kangoo Sushi. Now, you're probably going to hear that pronounced a hundred different ways in the recap and in the credits because I rewound it 400 times <laughs> to figure out how uh, Valda was saying it, and that's the closest I can get. As we know from last week, Claire's missing, and Claudia immediately thinks it's something she did, just like you said last week. Yeah. So they use that spectrometer thing, and they see Valda, who uses one of those Borg eyes to keep her in control. And under his control. That's impossible. It's... Benedict Valda. Valda is alive. He's alive. How come Valda didn't die in Warehouse 2? So why wait three years to show up? This is not the Valda that we knew. If my theory is correct, then this is the Valda. From the alternate time continuum. Great. The Nazi Valda. Okay, so how did that Valda get into our time continuum? Versailles Forks. I suspect he took one out of my bag while I was his prisoner and he used it to prevent himself from becoming erased. Pete is extremely uncomfortable around Micah through this whole episode. Yes. Pete, come on. Huh? Uh, you and me? Alone? Bring your favorite teddy bear in a nightlight. Come on. Jinxie, you up for a little snoop and poop? Huh? Uh, six eyes are better than four, aren't they, Artie? Artie, Artie. No, I'm okay. I'm just gonna stay here and help these guys out. No, come on. I'll take off my shirt. I'm working on my guns. Yeah, but working on your breath. Yeah, I'll grab a laptop so we can check the database. Okay. I can do it. No, it's okay. I got it. No, no, no. Really? Really? Because I, I don't mind. Yeah. Thanks, Dom. Sounds like a date. A plan. It sounds like a plan. Because a, d- a date, that would be, that would mean that... Pete, you come with me. Huh? Okay. Or, or, you, you guys could go deal with that and I stay with Artie. Huh? Pete. What? That's the third time today you've tried to avoid Micah. What's up? I'm not avoiding Micah. Why would I avoid Micah? I'm so not avoiding Micah. And he keeps trying to get Steve to work with her. Micah keeps yelling at him because he's just acting weird. Yeah. Stop touching things! Right. What are you doing? Huh? Get back to work. What? Yes. All right. You have got to stop eating sugar. Latimer! Huh? And we get to see Mr. Keeler again at the grocery store. I kind of forgot about him because remember all the regions were killed, except he wasn't one of the ones that were killed. And I kind of forgot about him. He's at the Value Mart, which is also obviously the region's vault. But we don't see him for long because Valda kills him almost immediately. Yes, he does. <laughs> so when Pete, Artie, and Micah get to the vault, they find Keeler dead and lying on an artifact that activates when Artie moves him. Artie is frozen. This Anukshuk probably belonged to Sir William Perry. Gonna need more than that. Well, basically, it means that Artie has been cryogenically frozen. And that means what? Well, we have about an hour to thaw him out before he freezes to death. Right, there it is. I knew there was some bad news in there somewhere. There were some things I was kind of confused about. So, Valda has this record player in the park. But why did he need Claire to place the needle on the record? I don't really understand. I don't know. Because he could have done that himself, it seems like. But also, why were they able to sit near it when Pete was thrown away later and Micah had to wear those workout shorts to get near it? Maybe they have something with them? I don't know. Another thing that nobody's explaining to me. That didn't make any sense. First, I didn't know why he even needed her to put the needle on the record unless he was just doing it just to do it. But then why could they just sit there? I don't know. It could be because the connection between the two of them. Maybe. You know, because he had that the little hypnotic thing going, that little mind thing going with her. Right. Maybe that was the reason why the two of them could sit there. Because they had that connection. He had that power. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Because they don't tell us. Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense. With weapons such as these, you can defeat your enemies completely undetected. This is but 
one artifact among tens of thousands. Artifacts that could and should be engineered as weapons, tools, building blocks for the advancement of your empire. Today, they're locked away, useless. But with forward-thinking people like you and I in charge, we can take these objects and change the course of human destiny. I also wondered if they would ever show us who was in the car at the time, but later Pete figures out that it was a demonstration for whoever was taking over the warehouse. So it could have been just anybody in the car, anybody from China, which they figure out later. I was kind of thinking it was somebody we knew, and we were going to find out later it was somebody that we've already met. You know what I still don't get? The record player thing. I mean, was it supposed to be some sort of distraction? Yeah, or a demonstration. Hmm. Oh, snap. It's, a, it's an open house for the new owners. But then I had to laugh when Pete saves Micah from the workout shorts and then drops her on the ground. <laughs> that was funny. It was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you okay? <sighs> Thanks, partner. <sighs> uh, Ow! Sorry. Right around this point, Artie realizes that Vald is trying to steal the warehouse. The setting mall of Hiram Abiff, along with two other artifacts, moved the warehouse. The other two being the Mason Square and the Compass. Apparently, Valde has one half of the setting mall, and he needs the other half. Mm -hmm. And he has to strike the cornerstone of the new warehouse with the hammer. They think that he still needs the compass, but when Artie and Steve go to whatever the part of that warehouse they went to that was supposed to be the most secure part, they find the compass missing. He has just about everything he needs except for the top of the hammer and then at this point i was still wondering why he needed clear what did he need her for really there has to be other artifacts that can break through a wall because when they went to boston he used her to break through the wall earlier pete thought that he was maybe going to replicate the music box and build an army of clairs which is entirely possible and they don't really ever say if that was one of his intentions we know what his intentions are later but Building a bunch of clairs could have been another thing he was going to do. I didn't think about that. Okay. You know, he had information about the music box because Valda in the other timeline was somebody who replicated artifacts. So Pete thought he was going to build an army of clairs. But he still wouldn't need Claire for that. All he needs is the information from the music box. I thought he just wanted to make her a regent. Not a regent. He wants to make her caretaker. Up until that point, I was like, why is he dragging her around? He doesn't need her, really. I think it's just still that mind control. I still think it's part of the mind control. I guess the more you do it, the stronger it becomes. Yeah, that could be. Because up until the point later, when they find out he's going to make her the caretaker, I couldn't figure out what he really needed her for. You know, because everything he used her for could have been done in another way. That's true. But, I mean, later on we find out his real reason, but... Up until this point, I kept saying to myself, what the heck is, does he need her for? And then Claudia also says it. You know, he doesn't need her for all this, so there must be another reason. Right, yeah. But then when Claudia says that, Artie remembers that Mrs. Frederick was not the original caretaker. Her sister was the original caretaker who died in the 1800s. And so Mrs. Frederick's been the caretaker since the 1800s. But because Mrs. Frederick was her sister and a blood relative, she was able to take over as caretaker. Okay. Oh. Artie, I think Claire has more to do with this than we think. 
I'm afraid Valda has plans for her. What makes you think that? Well, if getting the hammer was all he needed her for, he would have killed her by now, but he hasn't. I feel he needs her for something more important. I think I know what it is. The first caretaker of Warehouse 13 was killed in the fire of 1898. After that, her sister took over. Mrs. Frederick had a sister? Mrs. Frederick of the East? And that's why Valda was going through the Donovan family medical records. And that explains the bad juju I've been feeling. Valda is going to make Claire caretaker of his new warehouse. Very powerful one that he has control over. They realize that they're going to use Claire because Claudia is supposed to be the caretaker. Right. The next caretaker. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, talking about the new Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. The hammer is hidden at the Green Dragon Tavern in Boston. Of course, that's, that's where the Boston Tea Party was conceived and the American Revolution was born. You three, get to Boston right now. They figure out that Valda's moving the warehouse to China. And Pete remembers the portal they have from China to the warehouse from the Walter Sykes incident. So they're able to get there quickly. Although, they were in Boston when they figure out they have to go to China. So they had to get from Boston to South Dakota to get to the portal. And they did that pretty quickly, just saying. Yeah, across the world. Yep. So they got from Boston to South Dakota to get to the portal, and then they used the portal to get to China. All right, well, let's get to Beijing and stop him. Well, how? Valda's already wheels up. Yeah, but we've got a portal. I loved Artie and Steve working together when they realized the warehouse is starting to move. They were funny. And I always say that when they do work together. They don't always work together. You know, they tried to use the, the goo They tried to use Silly String and the TNT buttons. Steve kept asking, I hope you have a plan B. I hope you have a plan C. And when plan C doesn't work, you know, Artie yells at him, I don't have a plan D. And then just start using a plain old rope. I think they were trying to pull the table thing out from under the compass. Yes. Are you sure the neutralizer will stop it? I've stopped being sure of things in 1983, but if we don't do something, then everything in the warehouse will disappear within a day. So no pressure. You do have a plan B, right? Silly string? That's what's going to save the warehouse? I once saw this particular silly string lock up the entire ghoulery. Start spraying. Well, it looks like the silly string's a bust. Tell me that you have a plan C. We have no choice. We're going to have to destroy the compass. What happens if we destroy it? Happily accepting guesses on that. These buttons are from the lab coat worn by the chemist, Julius Wilbrand, when he discovered... Trinitrotoluene. TNT. As the laymen say. Yes. When they're put in close proximity to each other. <laughs> well, Artie, if we destroy the compass, what happens when it's actually time to move the warehouse? Yeah, let him use FedEx. Artie, tell me that you have a plan. No! There's no plan D. Is this rope an artifact? What's the providence? No! It's just a rope! Stop asking questions! 
first I thought the rope had some power. I thought the rope had power. And Steve said the same thing. Is that an artifact? What is it? And he says, it's just a rope. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you can't move that with just a rope. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to glow. Yeah. I was waiting for it to wiggle. Or once he got it, it would wrap around it. And when he says, it's just a rope, we're going, really? You got to be kidding here. It's the last resort. <laughs> and we're going to pull this thing out from under the compass. And when Valda and Claire capture Pete, Mike and Claudia, Claudia sings that song. And Claire, she's released from Valda's control. So this I didn't understand either. Valden feels it when Claire is released and she's not under his control anymore. And he says, okay, I'll be caretaker myself. Well, then what do you need Claire for at all if he's able to be caretaker? Fine. I'll be caretaker myself. I think you really need somebody. Somewhere along the line, I think you need somebody. I don't know, unless he could have been stronger. But when he did say that, I was like, what do you need her for? But... It had to be reason, but something like, we'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah. You know, they said, because she's a blood relative of Claudia, which made perfect sense to me. Right. You know, but then when he lost control of her, he says, well, I'll be caretaker myself. So how does that work? Right. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a little confused by that one, too. Yeah. So Claudia thinks she can transfer Claire's energy into Valda, which would give him Claire's powers, but, you know, making him more powerful. First they say, no, we're not going to do that, but then Pete has a plan. Okay, wait, guys. If, if this lens gave Valda access to Claire's mind, wouldn't reversing it give her access to his so we could transfer her artifact energy Honey, into... No. I, I know what you're thinking, but no. Wouldn't transferring Claire's telekinetic rage into Valda just make him more powerful? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. No, For no, no, no. You know what? Do it. I, I have an idea. I, I think we can kill two birds with one stone. Mike's come with me. So he attacked Valda and takes the fork that he's carrying, which we didn't know until later. And as soon as Claire's power is transferred to Valda, Pete bags the fork, which erases him from existence, along with the music box power. Say goodbye to your warehouse. Hey, Benny. Check your pockets. Fork you. I remembered the Claire story. I never remembered whether they were able to get her out or not in the end. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's good anyway. And then Pete and Micah take the hammer apart and the warehouse stops moving. Artie and Steve think they saved the warehouse, although Steve says maybe they did something in China and they're like, no, 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 we did it. I think they know they didn't do it, but... <laughs> it was funny. They were high-fiving each other. They're just... <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you really didn't do it, but it yeah. was funny. They were happy. They make me laugh when they work together every time. Yeah. Maybe they did something in China? Nah. <laughs> Steve finally confronts Pete about why he's acting so crazy. You're lying. You know what, Steve? That whole lying bit got old six minutes after you got here. Pete says that he's in love with Micah as sort of a test, and Steve verifies it, definitely, that it's true. Mm-hmm. But then Mike and Artie discover the compass is still active, and Mrs. Frederick tells Artie that Valda's attempt to move the warehouse has set certain events in motion. There's a problem, isn't there? Yes. We retrieved the setting mall. We stopped the warehouse from moving. Why is that compass still active? I had a feeling. Yes. I'm afraid Benedict Valda's actions may have set certain events into motion. Events? What, what kind of events? The kind that even I may be unable to stop. 
which kind of now makes sense. Like I said, I always remembered the last episode because DC likes a part of it. But even though I can remember most of... Knowing me, I'm probably not remembering most of it. I think I do. But I remember enough of it to have what she just said make sense to me. Okay. I have to watch it and see. And I probably recognize it once I see it. Because part of me doesn't remember these last two episodes. It's like, did I stop at a certain point and didn't finish it? That would be weird if you just stopped two episodes to go. Or maybe I didn't know it was two episodes to go to Japan and fine. Because I'm like, I just totally don't remember this at all. Yeah. Everything else before that, but these two... No. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't realize it was the last two and just never got back to it. Random notes. I wondered why Pete was wearing a number six pin on his jacket. Oh, yeah. Why was he? Apparently, he had it on through the whole episode, but I didn't notice it until close to the end. And it was really noticeable. So I said, there's got to be a reason. And apparently, he's worn this before in other episodes, but I never noticed it. But it's a... Got your six pin. It's in support of the American veterans coming back to civilian life. And got your six means I've got your back. Oh, I liked it. I didn't notice it in the whole episode until the end. But I figured it must mean something because they definitely filmed it so you could see it. Right. Like I said earlier, I think I remember the last episode, but... I'm thinking there might be more to next week's episode than I remember. Or we've missed a whole episode somewhere along the way, and I went back and checked, and we haven't. No, I thought about that, too. I, I kept telling myself, is there something that you missed towards the end of this one? I was like, did you miss something? Did we miss an episode? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, because there's an arty story that I remember that we haven't seen yet. So I'm thinking maybe it's in this next episode and I just thought it was a whole episode. The only thing that uh, caught me as being funny is when they stuck against the wall it reminded me of that ride at the amusement park where they spin you around and the floor dropped. Oh yeah. I used to love that one. Yeah, so did I when I used to be able to go on spinny things. I can't go on anything that spins anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I can't either. But I used to love that one. And that would be the first one that I wanted to get on. We went and, you know, I would drag my brother up to Steve, you know. And I was like, yo, do you guys said it in one other episode or the other podcast? I want to say it said something about this before. And especially when people would throw up and get hit with it. <laughs> when you're looking down and going, oh, I can't write it today. Then they had to close the ride down to clean it. Gross, but it was funny. <laughs> when when you're a kid, it's funny. And I'm laughing at it now as an adult, but yeah, it, it was hilarious. But I love that. I love that ride. I forgot all about that. Yeah, but other than that, I don't have anything else. It was a good episode. I liked it. I liked it. Like I said, I did remember a lot of the Claire story, but I didn't remember that they resolved it. I kind of just thought that they put her back in the coma and we didn't see her again. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so next week is our last episode. And I was thinking, I know I have the final season on DVD somewhere and I'm going to have to dig it out because I want to see if there's a commentary, a DVD commentary for next week, you know, just to get some extra information. I don't know where it is. I got to find it. Okay. But hopefully it'll give some extra information or whatever. I don't know. Okay. All right. So we will be back next week for the series finale. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Spiders. Look out for the rat. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next week for the very last episode. Season 5, episode 6, 
end this. Bye. Bye. See you later. See you. <laughs> You're blowing kisses? Yes. Okay. Hey, this is Doug Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th warehouse on Twitter at Eureka warehouse on Instagram at Eureka underscore warehouse on our website at the 13th warehouse.com or on Podbean. The music for the 13th warehouse reflections in the mirror provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple podcasts, Google play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.